0: More. Thank you so much. We do truly really appreciate this. But first and foremost, let's see if I remember how to do this, buddy. Oh, it's been a while. If you want to good history, a little touch of mystery with lots of hilarity, it's... adds a No one knows the words.
1: Thank you. Nobody knows the words because it seems <laughs> like it's a new crowd people that we haven't really seen before. But also, it's been a little while. Has it been a while, show? Has been a while? Um, the state of the show, it's drooping a little bit, like the flag, you might notice. Um, I wanted to put up the Ukrainian flag, apparently that's too controversial. Little so, so we've gone with the South Australian flag, and I promise I won't get political, but it is drooping a little bit, much like our state under a martial little government. Oh, here we go, It's <laughs> Getting political
0: already, but no, we do welcome you all very much, and we're so happy you're all here. For those of you who don't know the show and haven't seen us or haven't heard from us, who hasn't seen us before or heard? Okay, quite a lot of you. In for well, well, we've got your money now, so <laughs> no cheap night as well. So we've got your money on this one. Um, so do have a sellout crowd as well. So thank you so much. Yeah. you.
1: That's fascinating because our last live show was two years ago, and it was just as everything was starting with the uh, the, the COVID crisis, and. Um, Interesting because at the time, we made a few jokes about, you know, it's really interesting to see everyone's decided to come out to the show and watch, and you're, you're looking a bit nervous, like, look to your left, look to your right, you're really being brave coming out here and sitting so close to people, and there are a few nervous laughs if you go back and listen to the recording, um, and it's two years later and I'm just making, going to make the exact same joke, nothing's
0: really changed, so yeah, look to the person to your left and look to the person to, to your right, and that uh, we do appreciate it. And look, for those of you who don't know this show, my name's Dan. I'm a and to South Australia. This is Tom here. Do not want to talk too much? And I moved here from the United Kingdom in 2003. And I'll bring a touch on the outsider's perspective. There you go. And this is the premise of the show. My name's Dan. I tell a story from South Australian history to my good friend Tom. Now, it could be a person. It could be a place. It could be a thing. Here's the thing, Tom doesn't know what the topic is going to be about. No, no one does. You don't know? I don't know. I know, because I did all the research. We can That's exactly true. Oh, hey, photo, put us, tag us, please. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. It's usually a story from South Australia. Well, it's always a story from South Australia history, but it's always something a bit offbeat and a bit fun. And boy, howdy, do we have a good one for you tonight. Excellent. Okay. I always like the weird and wacky
1: stories, especially when they involve people that have done weird and wacky things. So I'm hoping
0: it's exactly, it's exactly that it's an interesting person rather
1: than just the story of
0: um, Magic Mountain again. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Sometimes the shows aren't funny, and we've done some shows that have not been funny. Remember, I think it was our second show. No, what do you mean got... we've done some shows that have <laughs> been funny? Most of the shows haven't been funny, but that's OK. Because of the improv nature, if the show isn't funny. It's Tom's fault. I've done the research, it's <laughs> all on Hey, welcome. OK, there are so... There no But the thing is, I do have to do a lot of research for these shows which involves me going to a lot of these old used uh, bookstores. Um, there's one in Bracket, it's called uh, Erotica Nights, which is nice. really, really good. Um, not is, that used book store? is that a used bookstore or is that a bookstore where you get used? Uh, well, it's a, I enjoyed it. I can't oh, okay. <laughs> You history. it, but then you didn't get used. Not much <laughs> history, but one, I was not a shot. and we've got this South Australia quiz book. Because Wonderful. tonight is about learning. More than anything else, we all hope you learn something about South Australian history tonight, rather than just, you know, see Arch Barker do the same jokes. You've got two local guys here having a good time. So why don't we test your knowledge? To begin with, with the South Australian quiz book from 1992, I will add, and um, some language in it uh, towards our First Nations people, is incorrect. correct? So I won't pick the wrong ones, uh, but we'll see how we go. Oh, what year was the first uh, State Bank Christmas pageant held? Anybody? Anyone? Hands, hands in the air? Yes. 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 Oh, you're so close, 1933. Were you there for that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on, mate. I'm sorry, okay. Uh, <laughs> which uh, league football team, no, that's no longer relevant. Which football team won the first SA Premiership in 1877? North. South Adelaide, wrong. Yeah, full of great things. Uh, how much did, uh, how many
1: hectares of parklands surround the city? Not enough. Which is okay. why you need to vote for a.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But no, let's get started. 72. With Hammond? 72. Oh, not oh, even close. Like, 691. Oh. <laughs> well, it's probably different now that we've Stop got it, all is. the developers and they look on new sites and then things like that. But anyway, 691 XS. <laughs> Well we do live in a beautiful city and Adelaide is yeah. great and we do love the stories that come from South Australia so let's get right to it with yes. tonight's topic. Let's do it. Have I'm keen for this story. Um, I'm excited Dan, it's been a while. Let's get going. Yeah, yeah. John Francis Peggerton. Anyone know the name? Oh there's oh. nods. There's nods. Is there a nod? Okay. Surely not this was, this was very deep in the gentleman not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Peggy, oh Peggy, yeah. Oh, so
1: yeah, the, the guy that invented Peggy, yes, of course. Right, alright. Okay, so half the boomers in the audience laughing because they don't know they know what Peggy is. They're, they're the boomers that holiday in Thailand. Um, and half the boomers in the audience not laughing who don't know what peggy is. Okay. She's just right. said what's peggy to, to you. Is that correct? You can show it later, um, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. yeah. Google it afterwards, but use the, yeah, just switch off the safe search so it.
0: It's not done on your washing line. It is not. I don't know. Each to their uh, own. No judgement from us. No. Uh, you can't cancel us, by the way, because no one knows who we are. So that's, <laughs> we'll stick with that. We're not like Joe Rogan. So that's here we go. It. John Francis Peggy was born in Limerick, Ireland. Oh in eighteen sixty four limerick. Well I there was assume, a young Peggar from Limerick <laughs> who liked to have something dick no. in eighteen sixty four to a middle class working family. He was born three months premature. Now if you were born premature in the eighteen hundreds, basically he just died, and that's the way it was. But he didn't die. Were you, Were you born premature yet? No, I was not. I, I was, was going to say, premature months.
1: is a recurring theme in your life, so I was just wondering if that was something that had always been there.
0: And he was born three months premature, so not a great start to life, but miraculously, he did survive. Good on him. And, and, and in what year? Sorry, 1864.
1: That's impressive. That's, that's really impressive.
0: Even healthy people die at, you know, those ages. 1864 know, is the
1: end of the American Civil War, so this is when they're literally cutting people's legs off without anesthesia, mm-hmm. just a tot of whiskey, and he survives being born three months premature. That's impressive. That's,
0: that's good. So he was born uh, this, at very tiny, uh, but grew to be the size of a very small he grew to be an adult with childlike features. Reports state he only ever grew to about the size of an eight year old boy, which is, I have an eight year old. My About day's... my height, yes. Move on, move on. Uh, because of his tiny frame of being born premature, he often had breathing and lung issues, uh, which caused a very well, high...
1: It grew up in, in Limerick, right? He grew up in, in, in Ireland as it was industrialising, so it would have had difficulties with his <laughs> lungs anyway. But yes, okay. It, which also caused a very
0: high-pitched voice. So doctors recommended when he became an adult that he sure assumed. he just wasn't electrical? Well, maybe he was. <laughs> maybe he was. And that's a great. Oh, remember that comment. That's going to come back later. Okay. All right. of no, This is planned. Well, you know line. why? Well, yeah. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Go on. So, uh, he was. Uh, the, the doctor says you are born premature. You've got lung issues. You move somewhere warmer when you don't need your parents' care. And that's exactly what he did. As a seventeen-year-old, he told, he travelled by a ship to South Africa. Now, no one knows why he picked South Africa. Well, but if you're a bit different
1: and you're a bit weird, South Africa's a great place to go because they're very tolerant. <laughs> great, great, great history of
0: acceptance and diversity, so it's a choose. No, well, Makes sense to me. Nobody knows why he picked South Africa. No, I can't really figure that out. Some say because of the recent discovery of diamonds, but I couldn't really put a oh. reason down to it.
1: We love our diamonds,
0: <laughs> in love our uh, but uh, apparently he worked very briefly as a farmhand. But unsurprisingly, he was awful at the job because you know, he was basically the size of a child. So he was constantly getting fired from jobs. So he turned to a life of petty crime, generally attending crowded events where he could easily, you know, get in the crowd, pick some pockets, and meander off quickly without, you know, anyone really noticing him. And how long do leprechauns live? I'm not entirely K- sure. Check, check your wallet. Check your pockets. <laughs> So one day, John Francis Peggy attends a crowded event which turned out to be, not making this up, ostrich racing. Now, <laughs> He's you really didn't you know? You into it? We know this. You know this story! Oh, excellent. You yeah. on the get, don't get away! Get out! <laughs> you know this story. All right, let's see how much we no, know. No, no, no. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Austri- South Africa was really popular with ostrich racing. At the
1: time. Okay, so he's really kind of sticking his
0: neck out to get involved. Right. <laughs> oh, there we go. Now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a few booze. Right. Oh, 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 God. Good, that's <laughs> what's getting us cancelled. <laughs> no, no. All right, so, now. You will not to
1: get in trouble for peeing jokes. Ostrich <laughs> jokes. <all right>.
0: <laughs> now, ostrich racing was a popular sport and pastime uh, in South Africa. Ostriches were plentiful because they were farmed for their feathers. and Back in the time, in the 1800s, feather bowlers were like a big thing to have for rich people, I guess. Yep. Way. Cool. So a fashion statement. Fashion statement, Excellent. yep. Um, the feather bowlers would ins- sell for insane amounts of money, and with all these ostriches around, the farmers just figured, well, we may as well race them to give us something to do. And that was their understanding. He's not even lucky, he gets it. Yep, that's yeah. good. It makes sense, though. Now, yep. <laughs> for those who don't know about ostrich racing, I know far too much about it now, I thought. <laughs> I would need to. I'm six grand in the hole I'm with Johannesburg, <laughs> Johannesburg 500. Sports are going me every day. You've got to say that at that game, no. you know? you every guy in our age has like a family problem and a sports bet account now. No, it,
1: yeah. It's oh, it's really? <laughs> weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy, because the marketing is so subtle. It's like hard to see it. So for Auschwitz Racing, how that works is they place all, it sounds mean, and it is, they place all wood. So hang on, animal <laughs>
1: A racing event involving animals is cruel. Okay, talk us through how it might be cruel, Dan. It
0: surprises me to discover this. Yeah, I'm in the hole. It's Coco's tips doing it to me, by the way. Um, thanks. Uh, the one person who gets it. Okay, so they put a hood over the ostrich's head. Uh, the rider, they get a bunch of riders to sit awkwardly on the ostrich and hold it basically around its neck, uh, sit awkwardly on the wings, lean forward, and hold the neck for balance. They basically run like a horse race, but it's in a straight line. They whip off the hood and they all go down the track. It's kind of like horse racing, but the animal is much more keen to throw the rider off the back. Go home, YouTube, ostrich racing is actually pretty funny and people get hurt. So, you know, it's good. Okay, so it's alright because people get hurt. Here's <laughs> the thing ostriches can reach speeds of up to 70 k's an hour in the wild. So it's pretty fast, but with someone on the back, it's a bit slower than that. 65 k's. Well, that is unless, of course, you're a tiny little human. Excellent. So, okay, and this is where Mr. Pegger... Yeah, that's steps, it. steps in. That's it. Right. So, John Pegger sees this ostrich race and decides, okay, I'll give that a crack, and it turns out he's a really good ostrich racer because he's got this tiny, undeveloped frame. Um, I keep going on about it. What's <laughs> <talking> it. <laughs> well, it's part of the story. I need not even keep telling it. So, it turns out he became really good and one of the best ostrich racers in South Africa. I want to know who the other good ones were, if you've got this tiny guy. Yes, yes I yeah, couldn't yeah. find that information. Yeah. So anyway, he rapidly becomes one of the best ostrich racers in all of South Africa, but surprisingly, there's not a great deal of money in ostrich racing, in 1800s ostrich racing. I don't know what the market's like today for it. You <laughs> do, because you, you, <laughs> I mean, oh. you've lost so much money. From it. <laughs> so imagine that, finding something you're finally good at and not being able to make any money off it. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. us, but we're not good. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, except you are got to good at something. So not play. heaps of sponsors yeah. lining up for ostrich racing. So because he couldn't make any money out of racing ostriches, what uh, John Francis Peavy would do, he would place bets on the races he was in through a friend, and they're nodding along, they are the story. Oh, ah, old know. story, yes. <laughs> So he would get okay. a friend to place bets for him, and he would either win the race or lose the race, depending on how he fans. I'm glad that professional
1: sports have evolved to the point now where this never happens anymore. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's no situations where people get into gambling issues and then place bets on games that they might be competing in themselves and then try and win back their money as a result. That's, that's not happened in the last 10, 15 years. No, not at
0: all. No. no not with cricket either, so... <clears throat> <laughs> so he would often deliberately lose the race to collect the winnings. Now eventually he got found out because and had to leave the world of ostrich, the glitz and of ostrich oh, right, racing right. altogether. Right. So with no prospects and basically being run so out of town, the, the riches and then back back the rags. Well, we go back to riches. Yeah, back. Back. Oh, okay. we go back and forth. So he leaves South Africa for England with no money or prospects. He figures, well, I know crime. That's what I'll do. He goes on a crime spree back in England. I mean, off horse racing. So he <laughs> could get into some other form of
1: racing. Well, what would you get into? In uh, horse thing? racing or racing oh,
0: greyhounds. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, using <laughs> his, uh, basically, he went on a crime spree using his size to his advantage. He figured his tiny body could effortlessly slide down chimneys and give access to a home where he could steal whatever he wanted. Yeah. Auction games. Auction Big cycle f- begins <laughs> again. <laughs> Big flat screen TVs. <laughs> yeah. Just like yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> yep. So he targeted wealthy. Oh, he targeted wealthy neighborhoods, which, and almost because he was small, filled his pockets and with jewelry because jewelry was easy to get your yeah. hands on. Everyone had it in the wealthy neighborhood, and he could basically put it on, get back out the chimney or out the door, and off he goes. He's, Home for it. Excellent. Right, makes sense. Exactly. So, um, eventually this caught up with him though, because he had a tendency to flaunt his winnings. He would often drape the stolen gold jewellery around his neck and braid around shirtless, and because he was... Never a good bird. <laughs> Basically, Conor <kind of> McGregor. <laughs> this is the story, this, this is, is the <laughs> origin story of Conor McGregor. He's walking around, flailing his arms, gold chains around the neck. Okay. So often his thing was getting around shirtless with all the gold chains around his neck. Not a good look if you've stolen them from other people. One day his landlady grew suspicious of the tiny little fellow with, uh, you know, more gold jewellery than Mr. T around his neck. Uh, Where would so she come, come from? Where's it come from? She yeah. the police. Yeah. Caught and charged with multiple thefts, he served a prison sentence in the mid-1800s. However, he only gets five years because he pretended to be an adolescent and they believed him because... Record, Genius. record, giving at the time wasn't wasn't that great. Wasn't great, yeah. Okay, but of those five years, he actually only served uh, about two, about half a sentence because he convinced his uncle in Australia. This is where it gets to us, in case you're wondering. Ah, you can, yeah, it yeah, gets yeah, to South okay. Australia. So he convinced his uncle in Australia to write the prison a note saying he is needed on the farm to help. Okay. Yeah. We we need him on the farm here to help.
1: Yeah. To <laughs> do. We know he was terrible at manual labour, so... <laughs> well, he, what did he do? Emu racing? Maybe. Oh, excellent. Maybe. All, right. All <laughs> the pieces are
0: coming together. So, uh, he got nabbed and did time in the jail, but they sent the jail a letter, and he joined his uncle's, uncle's farm. And the letter was basically like, we
1: know he's in prison, we know he's still got sentence left, just deport him to Australia. And they were like, we don't, we don't deport
0: criminals to Australia, mate, That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> They do their time here, and then they can go on a holiday if they want <laughs> Which is exactly what he did. It was, oh. exactly like, it was exactly like a holiday. He moves to Orange in New South Wales. Anyone know where that is, Orange, is a yeah. <laughs> <Willing and Lemons. laughs> orange in New South Wales? Anyone been? Really good lemons Orange in High quality citrus fruit. He loved the Australian countryside and he loved the heat. What's not to love? What is not to love? Well, I don't know. I haven't been to Orange oh, yeah, oh, in <laughs> <laughs> But he loved the country. he loved the countryside. He loved the heat, but he hated working. That's the thing. Who doesn't? I know, right? All right, cool. We've got some good workers here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but once again, the farming proved unappealing, and he soon left his uncle's farm uh, after his uncle caught him adorning himself in his wife's jewellery on several occasions, so eight- it's just—it's not even the, the stealing that hes it's not a—he's He's just really into jewellery. I think so. Okay. Well, that's good. But yeah, no kid shaming here. No, that's right. Whether it be jewellery or pegging, each <laughs> their own. In the eighteen, the, the search terms for pegging tonight are just going <laughs> through <laughs> the room in wow, South Australia. <laughs> In the 1890s, uh, South- so gets kicked off the farm by his uncle and figures, I'm going to go to South Australia to take up a life of lawlessness. So Lawlessness? Event- lawlessness. In okay. the 1890s, South Australia, particularly Adelaide, was known as a refined and upper-class city. Still is. Still mm. is. <laughs> you did <that> highly lately? <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Adelaide was known as an upper-class state compared to all the others in Australia. It's gone downhill since they stole the Grand Prix. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Bring some ostrich racing around the tracks. Oh, (laughs) can you imagine? Can't have the 500 500 ostriches. That's how we can
1: revive Victoria Park. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about
0: the news. Get them racing the the news. So, he travelled Adelaide to join a friend in the manufacturing business, but soon slipped in the old trade of thieving with a gang. Always go back to thieving. What, what were they manufacturing, Just out of interest? I have no idea, oh, okay. So what? when you said you
1: did heaps of research. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a quiz book!
0: <laughs> he wasn't in it.
1: <laughs> he wasn't? <in> it. <laughs> you, you just searched Peggy. <laughs> and it was an autocorrect, this is how you've the story, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I couldn't think of it
0: Penis, Peggy, pegging the other sort of thing. Australia. <okay>. Oh great, big <laughs> win. Mean, uh, so he traveled, oh, I've done that already. So he goes on a crime spree. Uh, of course. Uh, and Adelaide was a great place for a crime spree at the time. Still
1: is? Oh, sorry. <laughs> right. so. He robbed an on the run servo. He uh, you know, had a hold up in Hacken. Walked 50 metres, robbed another on the run servo. <laughs> Crossed the road, robbed another on the run servo.
0: No shit, he didn't have enough, though. They didn't even realise, you know, it's coming back to the top. So, anyway, goes on a crime spree. Uh, he, well, done that already. Uh, and he joins a gang. The gang gets caught, but he miraculously doesn't get caught. Because he said he was a juvenile and they believed it? Maybe. Oh! <laughs> he <was. laughs> Maybe. He laid low for a year, which for him wasn't that low. Well, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> he just sort of... That's the one joke I actually wrote for tonight. You guys are not happy with it. Come on! It's sizes. <laughs> it's I'm used to that. Yeah, cancelled. Okay. You're used to that. <laughs> So, uh, after a year, he resumed his crime career with a unique way of getting around the law in uh, South Australia. He just didn't abide by it? Was quite, yeah, basically. Isn't that all criminals? No, no, what he did is he recruited young orphans and young children who were from, um, like, sent away to boys' homes or orphanages. It's so all it. <laughs> oh. that's all right. <laughs> Read really between the lines. Um, so he, he, he gets all these with and he trains them on how to break into houses and how to steal all this jewellery for him while giving them a cart which they on sell. And it's, you know, he's kind of the kingpin of this small children. Basically, life, Fagan from Oliver Twist. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what? You what? Don't, don't know what Oliver Twist know, is. I know. Mean, you're British. You're meant to know it. It's taught <laughs> <laughs> in your school, isn't it? <laughs>
1: Okay. Oliver Twist, All right. the porridge guy? Yeah, yeah the porridge, yeah, guy. Okay. yeah, the porridge guy. The porridge guy. I don't know what Fagin is, though. He's the, one of the characters in
0: Oliver Twist that
1: recruits the young boys and then makes some sense and now to people. Exactly.
0: Yeah, Which is probably sure. why it says Fagin-esque here. Fagin-esque I I did not want to say it because I thought <laughs> I'd mispronounce it and I think I feel like, was. I feel like Fagin-esque. I don't think I
1: can say that anymore. No, that's not the correct I politically correct. We've already talked
0: about Peggy for 40 minutes. So, uh, but no, it's Fagan-esque, yeah. So, Peggy uh, took a Fagan-esque approach <laughs> to yeah, his cry. Now class. I have to pronounce that word. That's great. Well, that's good. And Dan said this was, tonight was about learning, He's he meant his learning <laughs> For me. Ob-ish. I haven't learned to read yet. Monbury High, that's what. There we go. Yeah. So, you have been recruited by... Uh, it's in his He would have been. It's <laughs> all right. He had some weed, you know, coax me. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, jewelry was John Pockety, John his main target. Yep. He, he would not, however, you know, while the other kids in the gang would trade there some cash, he wouldn't. He would just go around the streets of Adelaide. Just with jewelry all this, hoarder. Just jewelry hoarder, yeah. um, you know, rings on, chains around the neck, jingling, jangling, wee little fella, easy to spot. I don't know, what do you think of it? Jingly jangly, a jingly jangly, jangly wee little fella. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. It sounds merry, doesn't it? Wasn't crime more fun back in the day before it meth? It was a picture. You know, crime
1: <laughs> more fun back in the day?
0: Oh. Before meth. I mean, before you meth. watch the news now and you're like, oh, God, you know what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they do it? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you did some meth, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, he was frequently seen bedecked in gold chains of various sizes. With <laughs> glimmering rings, dangling earrings, and jingling, jangling bracelets. I love it. I'm you love it. It's a great thing. story, isn't it? Very, very stylish. This is what used to happen on the streets of Adelaide, and this is not a lie. There were just these weird bunch of criminals that always got around. We've covered so many in the podcast, like the Swedish guy. Who... I, I, like, I love weird, wacky
1: criminals that you kind of encounter, especially when
0: everyone in the community knows
1: who they are. Like yeah. in, the town, in the town where I grew up in the UK, there was a guy called Billy the Quid, and you yeah, know, Billy the Kid. And it's just because he would always ask everyone for a quid, so you'd come out of the train station go, oh, yeah. and you'd like, oh, yeah, pea, you? and go, oh, you got a quid? And you'd be like, oh yeah, I've got 20p, whatever. Oh, you got a quid? you know, friendliest guy ever. Yeah. And then it turned out later, like the Sun News, everyone knows who the Sun News is in the UK? Is that the one street. with the... Um, Page 3. three. Page yeah, 3, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <it's, yeah>. They did <laughs> a the story on this guy, and Billy the Quid, had made like three hundred thousand pounds from a lady that every time she saw him, she would give him a hundred pounds because she felt really compelled to help him. Wow! And he, he dragged it out for years and three hundred thousand pounds he managed to extort from this lady. Wow! Was he? And he was still coming up to me when I left the train station. Being <laughs> like, "Oh, you got a quid? I should be asking you for a quid, Billy. I'm like, give are in the newspaper." I think he gave some of the money back.
0: Some of it. Was he faking it though? <laughs> yes it was, was, was a strange kind of unique character you, no, really? you, you get people like that you do and that's the thing you travel to a new city and you'll see like this um guy wearing you know cowboy boots and a you know g string and you'll talk to your friends who are from that city like oh I just saw the guy in the cowboy boots and g-string walk down the road I'm like oh yeah that's that's that's, and, that's, no, that's like, the oh, you met like that that's Tim the rough rider don't you know about that yeah every city had these people and we had James Peggotty, John Peggotty. See, really. as pen. everyone. <laughs> but anyway, so after being caught a few times because he was instantly recognised because he was adorned in jewellery and a very small And man. pretty hard to
1: break, if you're breaking and entering to steal jewellery, pretty hard to pull that off quietly sneaking into <laughs> someone's room with all this jingle jangle happening. <laughs> the earrings, the
0: necklaces, the bracelets. People are gonna hear you coming. So yeah. I'm not surprised that he got caught. It's like a cat with a bell. Basically. Yeah, or essentially. <laughs> so, after being caught a few times for his breaking injuries, around 1889, I don't know exactly when to deal with it, John Peggotty decides to. <laughs> Quiz. Uh, John Peggotty decides to take inspiration from Adelaide's own Captain Moonlight Yes, to become a highwayman. Captain Moonlight was discussed in a previous episode. Uh, Captain Moonlight, for, for those of you who haven't listened to all of our episodes, why? Come on. Uh, second of all, uh, Captain Moonlight was a what was called a highwayman, and these were guys who were would go around on horses basically holding people up. Captain Moonlight was very famous around Stepney. Stepney was a slum at the time, you in, in which the 1800s. Is, which was is crazy a slum. because it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty expensive place to live now. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, no joke there. No, uh, I had a joke, have have a joke like not. that, I'm like, all right, no. it's fire enough. But, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, not cheap, yeah, but Stepney back in was, the day. It was yeah, Steppie was a slum, like, and basically they had open sewers and things like that. Captain Moonlight, um, he was a highwayman, so he rode a horse, and in the darkness he would go up to people, put a gun in their face, and be like, "Give me all your money or you'll know, yeah. it, so they get him all this money." It was like Billy yeah. the quid but not a horse. Yeah, yeah, and with a gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> much more profitable. Much yeah. more yeah. profitable. Yeah. Well, turns out it wasn't a gun uh, when uh, Captain Moonlight eventually got caught. They found out it was just his pipe case, which was in the shape of a gun, <laughs> and <laughs> he was just holding up people with a pipe case. But there was back in the
1: day when you could get a gun, so people were like, oh, it might be a gun. <laughs> I'll give him
0: my money just to be careful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if you could get a pipe back then, so I don't know you might a pipe in yeah. it. Whereas these
0: days, you can't get a pipe or a gun. I mean, you can get one of those glass ones with a bowl <laughs> at the end. All right, cool. Uh, so... John decides to take inspiration. Crystal Pistol, pistol <laughs> that's what he's talking about. From the side the So, um... Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. I got my whole... I've off with of my Crystal Pistol, pistol <laughs> comic. <laughs> uh, now I'm just thinking about it. After that. <laughs> How can he took inspiration? It's Wednesday night. It's <laughs> still Monday night for me. Anyway. Yeah, no, uh, due to his size, he was unable to mount a horse. Okay, okay, okay. Let's <laughs> just... Just... Read that sentence back to me slowly, please. <laughs> so, Peggotty was unable to mount a horse. Due to his size. Due to his size. Okay, we're talking about his physical stature. are talking, yeah. Okay, cool, no worries, all right. So remember, um. I was wondering if this is how he invented Pegety, no, 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 no. No, so this is how he gets on a horse. So, he's like, I want to do this, I want to go up to people and make a clean, quick getaway, but I can't ride a horse. But remember, this guy knows how to ride an ostrich, like nobody's business. Same thing. Right? Yeah. It's the exact same thing. Now, coincidentally, ostriches were farmed in South Australia in the late 1800s to early 1900s for the same reason: feather boas, all that kind of jazz. So he goes down to Lake Albert, which I think is the Mininji. or Meningi? What? Meningi. What? Oh, I said it right the first time. Mininji. That was another one of my search terms. <laughs> I, I spelt it wrong. All right. <laughs> so. He gets down there right. because they were farmed, you know, a few of them ended up getting loose. And he finds an ostrich, feeds it, and st- befriends <laughs> befriends it. Befriends it. And this little guy starts riding around and robbing people <laughs> on an ostrich <laughs> around an Indian. <Right. laughs> it's great. I mean it could be the worst thing to come out of an Indian, could it? Anyone next been? Time. What's it like? <laughs> she just shrugs, she's like, Meow yeah, Ben. <laughs> cool. So here's uh, from an old article I found. Quote, Peggy bowed up unsuspecting travellers throughout the Kurong on his ostrich, liberating them of anything that crinkled or tinkled before the word began to spread that this impish outlaw had become a veritable menace. Impish? Yeah, well, I don't know if you can say that anymore. problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Several travellers were most surprised to be he held up by a demeanor. Wait, you're, fu- you're fucking <laughs> <angry>. <laughs> <laughs> so, recoverers we were surprised to be held up by a diminutive bearded figure. Oh, he had a beard. I had a beard. okay. <laughs> he, right here. he gets the beard off when he wants to pretend he's an adolescent, get of yeah. crime. But this bearded figure riding an ostrich, branding two small ornamented pistols, Excellent. strips to the waist and wearing huge amounts of gold jewellery. Imagine being it's just amazing. <laughs> just at the big four. I assume there's a big four there. Every shooting down has one. No, okay. So, so what? <laughs> Yeah, we do go there all the time, because I'm cheap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, me being at the Big Four, going down for a... What's look, a Big Four? Look you don't know? It's like a caravan bar. Oh, okay. For the sure. kids. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. You'll get to know that there. <laughs> <laughs> so, fun. You, you know, you know, parents just have a couple uh, of... Those it's the kind of place in one of those giant, like, trampolines. Exactly. Yeah, cool, yeah, okay. It's fine. exactly what it is. So, imagine being in one of those, you're just doing your fishing, or your drinking, or whatever, yeah. and a big ostrich comes to you, and the guy's just Something holding I you up. Like- Give <laughs> me all your money. Yeah. <laughs> guns, gold. So at first yeah. the police were disinclined to believe the story yeah. for some reason. Yeah, it does sound like <laughs> bullshit. Yes. <Does> <laughs> Have you been on the crystal pistol, man? Yes. <laughs> More questions than answers, really isn't it? It started with one report of a hold up in eighteen ninety east of now what is known as Narun. Thank you. Also sounds great. Over the coming months, more of the same report came in, so they're like... Hang on, a, it's not just a once-off. No, it's a meth epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a... So the police thought, is this kind of a widespread prank that people who are travelling through the area come to us and say, hey, I got held up by a guy, an ostrich. I like how that's their first assumption. <laughs> Maybe there's a guy actually doing this. It's like...
1: It's so ridiculous that it must be the same story that someone's decided to have a crack at twice. Or they've instructed someone else to come through and tell us the same bullshit story. It's like going to the police and the police are like, fuck off, we don't want to know. Which (laughs) doesn't happen now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, And then that's their assumption straight away again a month later? Exactly. So they assume it's a prank, but then more of the same report keep
0: coming in. Interesting. So yeah, very interesting. So there's something, okay, maybe this is, you know, all these people seem sound of mind. Perhaps there is. They seem seem sound sound of mind. (laughs) They seem sound of mind, although yeah, doesn't sound. That is until uh, the dead body of a man was discovered between Meningi and, I've got another one, Waltoa, Waltoa? No, we don't even know. Okay, cool. Surrounded by large bird breeds. So they're like, okay, <laughs> there's a dead man, all his money's gone. And how did he die? Gunshot wound? Gunshot wound? Just choked with a gold chain. He <laughs> <laughs> had to climb on his back, to track, you know, freedom, yeah. Yeah. choke choked him like, him Choked him off. Okay, so, uh, now a local legend named the Birdman of the Kurong, you know, began to spread and the robberies continued for years. Birdman of the Kurong is a better nickname than Peggy. Yeah, Birdman of the Kurong. Sometimes there were a few in the same week, sometimes there was like months without a report going on. Right. So it was very infrequent. And they called it a Peggy when it happened. <laughs> oh, is that another Peggy. Right? You've been pegged. You've been pegged. Right, that's it, you've been pegged. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then, in early 1899, a party of mounted police officers encountered Peggotty on his ostrich. So, like, again, we've, we've seen it ourselves we've now. We've got it. This is the real deal. Yeah. So, they opened fire and tried to give chase, but the ostrich ran easily over the sand hills, and their horses could. Yeah, they could run up to 70 kilometres an hour. Exactly, yep. Yeah. So, we know. So the they were trying to shoot,
1: and it was just, like, flashes of gold flicking in all directions. Right. They could not get a, a clear shot on. Yep, exactly.
0: And he got away. And he got away. So he but he still continued to choose the region around Lake Albert with its towering walls of sand. Has anyone been Yeah, a couple? Is of it of nice? Would you it's say sand. that the walls of sand are towering? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes? So the police soon set out in search of what is called the birdman of the Kuros. Now John Peggy had numerous robberies and two murders to his name by this point. There was another murder victim. uh, Who else did he he, Another another person. Another person. person. Again, lots of research. (laughs) (laughs) However, things came to a head when the Birdman attempted to rob a fisherman named Henry Carmichael on the 17th of September, 1899. What happened? Well, I love how this article puts it, Tom. Carmichael was not in the mood for such nonsense. I mean... (laughs) 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 If <laughs> you're ever getting robbed, just say I'm not in the mood for such nonsense. <laughs> Especially if you're getting robbed by a tiny <laughs> Irish man
1: with a beard, the physique of a child gold, on, a, on an emu with golden necklaces and two pistols. Master Dude, team. It, I'm that That
0: is the one time when you can use the phrase. I'm not I'm in the mood. I'm, mood I'm, I'm not in the mood for this nonsense. Yes, yes, yes. At first, he thought it was a joke uh, from a juvenile delinquent. <laughs> he shaved the beard off at this point. Right? <laughs> yeah. no. Once John Peggotty, however, displayed his guns, Henry Carmichael. Guns or you... his.? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> no, 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 no. A both. They're both, yeah, they're So, one's bigger than the other. Oh, that's a cat's Uh, right. The bushroop. <laughs> uh, Peggotty tumbled around the ground. Oh, no, I've gone too far ahead. He dies, so I just gave that away. Anyway. <laughs> 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 uh... oh, that's the end of the story. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Carmichael soon realised that the Bushman's quirky steed and was staring down the infamous Wanted Birdman. Wouldn't
1: you have thought that as soon as you saw <laughs> him? If he knew of the Birdman. Well, like, there's a Birdman, he's Irish, he's small, he rises in emu. he's on a gold chains. This is obviously a prank. <laughs> <laughs> What's, What's going on? Straight
0: away, that, that was the guy! Yeah, well, this Fisherman maybe he was a little soldier. Oh yeah, okay. Well, old Henry. Enough. But anyway, he grabbed his rifle, which he carried while fishing. I think most people in those days just had rifles. Yeah, just for personal, personal protection. Just so, like why Second Amendment? So, <laughs> <he> grabbed his <laughs> cycle, <laughs> aimed at a Peggy, and Carmichael was determined to claim the reward which was on his head. Couldn't figure out how much the reward was. No, when he on said it. the reward on his head, it was, it was literally like... It was gold. Yeah, he's like, I can, I can get that. On his head, I'm flop <laughs> that dead. Because like, they oh, all claimed this reward. Gold chains, necklaces, earrings. Peggy took off the ostrich leaving Carmichael in the dust. As bullets whizzed past him, Peggy ducked and weaved, but the fisherman struck the ostrich and brought it down. Uh, so everyone's sad. Everyone's sad. That's always the way, there's ever a movie with a dog in it, like, oh, uh, just yeah. like, and the dog dies. It's the There way isn't way. a movie
1: with a dog in it where the dog doesn't die. There's plenty of movies with dogs. No, uh, there isn't. They have, they have, Besides Bay Open, which doesn't count, Name a dog
0: movie where the dog doesn't die. Dog with Channing Tatum. I saw it on the bus sign on the way down here. It's it's a new movie. Have you actually seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I have not seen the the dog dog dies. There's plenty of movies where a dog doesn't die. Marley
1: and Mead, dog dies. Uh... and Hooch, dog dies. Spoilers. Dog's life, dog dies. What? Dog's Purpose. Dog's Purpose. That's... No one's watched that movie.
0: Does the dog die? Well, must yeah, be it probably does. yeah, probably. probably apparently in yeah, yeah. Oh, it does? Okay. okay. Well, Just well. opens yeah. right. B- 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 H- the only movie with a dog yeah. in the, no, the there's dog. No, the dog nearly fucking dies in that movie. Yeah. Well, where it goes, to say the pool, same yeah, yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're slightly getting off topic here, yeah. <laughs> which happens quite often. But we'll get this back to that. Movies stuff. with whales, the
1: whales live.
0: Movies with dogs, they always die. How many movies with whales are there? That's there's three. one, Free Willy. Yeah, and the, the whale doesn't die. can we change that? Prove my point. Because whales have had a 2 I've seen some Japanese ones where they don't take so time away. From. They're shot from a drone.
1: That's, that's not a movie. That's a snuff movie. And you shouldn't be watching
0: that. Then. No, I should not be. Anyway. Grabbing... Oh, I've done that already. Where am I? Okay, this is why we can't get off track with these things. <laughs> no, okay, do- no do- Shot the ostrich. The ostrich is dead. We're all sad. Everyone's sad. Yeah, Peckity yeah. tumbled to the ground, and another bullet penetrated his delicate frame of the bush ranger. You crawl into the undergrowth... I just... the, the phrasing on that is, is, if, a, is... If you ever read an old newspaper, it is the worst thing to yeah. decipher in the world. If, yeah, if you've ever read an old newspaper, or if you ever read the advertiser? <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> it's the worst kind of phrase, because it's written for, like, you know, dullets. Basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I still can't read it, so, you know, they're doing something right. He mm-hmm. crawls into the undergrowth and seemingly vanishes. By the time Carmichael reached the ostrich corpse, the wounded Peggotty had scampered off, leaving a trail of blood in this. Why are you laughing? He's dead. So I just laughed! And the blood was from.
1: <laughs> the blood was from the ostrich or from. No, from Peggotty's bloody yeah. trail of hey, blood. So copped a bullet as well, yeah. and he's now fled. Yeah. Scampering. He's scampering. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's blood. <laughs> oh, <it>
0: scampering.
1: Was-
0: <laughs> you know when you turn the lights on, the cockroaches is- <laughs> go. He's just done that. Got it right. Okay. So, he made it through, he made it to some thick scrubland. so Henry Carmichael was not willing to pursue the armed man undercover. Again, he was like, I'm not. I'm, I'm not in the mood nonsense, for this yeah. nonsense. Peggy had at least two. I'll shoot you, but I won't chase you. i shot you. He had at least two bullets in his body, and from the trail in the sand, you could see he was bleeding profusely. Ooh. Carmichael knew he would not f- have much blood. No, no, probably. no, probably not No, this, no, it's, no yeah. cool. yeah. yeah. not a joke yeah. Carmichael knew that he would perish in the sand hills of the Kurong and so departed to report his impending death to the local authorities right. So they all went down there but they could find the ostrich and they could find the trail of blood they can't find him so they say, you do not get the reward by oh, the <laughs> oh, oh. They all do anything to get out of that, won't they? So, whilst there was never actually any confirmation of his death Right. The body was never oh. found. Oh. Oh. And was he wearing all the gold? Yes, he was. On. Oh, oh, exactly. oh. So, his body was never found and the reports of the robberies did stop. Interesting. Some so sense either he was like, mm, I'm going to change my
1: better. ways. <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to choose a different life. <laughs> Which does happen. Or he's dead and no, a bad somewhere bad. there
0: is a pile of Gold. Yes, some say the mountainous sand dunes of Lake Albert is a tiny skeleton wearing a small <laughs> fortune of gold wow. That is just waiting to be found! <laughs> right. Now, whether this story How was devised by it? the Menigni Tourist Commission, not entirely, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. They are sponsoring our show tonight, <laughs> what I can only assume is a coincidence. So get down to Lake Albert before, where before. they've got... Fantastic range of uh, metal detectors you can take by right, yeah. the kids. Go <laughs> on the SA Tourism
1: website, you can get one of those vouchers for a trip. <laughs> oh, I so like
0: If you recover some of the jewellery. Yeah, we got to go. But they have seen this as we go on, they have actually seen this as a way to draw tourists into the lake. Excellent. So the jewelry is just waiting to be found. I, I love this. On display in the local museum in Meningi, which I'm sure you can't see it all in one day, is a single gold <laughs> chain and pistol reportedly presented by the local fisherman Henry Carmichael Excellent. as evidence that he had shot the Bush Ranger on his ostrich on September 17th, 1899. So I guess that kind of proves this whole story. I don't know. <laughs> and, and obviously the ostrich like, carcass was recovered as well. So the dead ostrich was the dead ostrich was. So he out. certainly shot an ostrich. <laughs> and in a
1: missile went some jewelry. Don't take any prints off so, that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so either either those two things aren't connected or there's some truth to the to the fisherman's story. Look, if you
0: remember the big drought we had from 2006 to 2010. Sure. Yeah, if you remember? Someone suggested. It. No water, that's how it works. Yep. Uh, so Lake Albert actually dried up and people went looking for the remains and yeah, his so. gold. Unfortunately, no one found anything. So the mystery remains, but I love this kind of last part. The town of Meningi propped up an ostrich statue in Peggotty's Honour in 2013. Brilliant. Glorifying criminals, I might add. Yeah, well, <laughs> Australia certainly doesn't have a history doing that. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, soon after they erected it, they had to reinforce it to take up the weight of people kind of sitting on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the big Rocky horse, but an ostrich, yeah, not big. Little Irish kids are a lot. Little it's Irish true tourists true. are a lot fatter than they used to be. So. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though: the ostrich statue on display <laughs> in Meningi. Oh, what, you're? Right? Oh. Ah, Tristan yeah. took a picture of himself on the ostrich. Oh, let's oh, this. <laughs> Good work. Look at this. <laughs> oh, that's you. Stand up, please. There we go. Right. That's great because I didn't find a picture. So I was not for a picture I mean, Can we keep the phone? Can see the. Oh! So you know what i'm thinking is. Alright. All right. No, <laughs> okay. yeah. no, so there <laughs> is an ostrich statue there. However, the ostrich statue isn't an ostrich, it's an emu statue. Yeah. Controversial. Um, because it turns out the council of an India, or whatever, tight asses, um, not like a council, to but um, they couldn't afford an ostrich statue because there's not many ostrich statues in Australia. So there's plenty of emu statues. So they got an emu right. statue. <laughs> they just, they so, like, some it. other council
1: were like, this, <laughs> we've got this shit emu statue. <laughs> we should call for this fucking festival thing <laughs> for an hour or whatever. <laughs> Have it. We don't want it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they just <laughs> were like, yeah, we'll take it. We need <laughs> an ostrich. Same, 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 same. So a quote from the newspaper, what? who was the mayor or whoever, Oh, it was just much easier to find an EU statue. So and I'm then statue. just repaint it. <laughs> so we just got this one and painted it like an ostrich. So that's <laughs> just showing the true country town. Saves time and right money. That's, that's right. Fine. Because you don't want to be, don't want to be doing that. No. So that is the story. Did we all learn something tonight? Aside from you who knew the story already. John Francis Pagney, thank you so much to all of you. The pegger. We hope <laughs> you all enjoyed the show. Uh, honestly. Thank you so much. And we hope that you all go home tonight and enjoy some painting and stuff. <laughs> No, don't worry. you look it up on the internet. Uh, little little crew, but that's how we like to do things sometimes. Because history should be interesting. Yeah. History is fascinating. There are so many great South Australian stories. We have two more great shows coming up. Friday night's sold out, so you can't get into it. Um, Thursday night, there's still, like, ten tickets remaining or something. So we have some wild stories, including Friday night, which is... Is anyone coming Friday night?
1: Question. They're like, well, I have, tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I have tickets,
0: but not now after this shit show. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Somehow people return their tickets. And,
0: like, yeah, it was sold out. It's not anymore. Weird. After we did the show. So... No, the South Australian is full of these wild, and wonderful stories, and that is just one of them. Um, honestly, thank you all for coming out. We haven't been doing this for a few years because of COVID and kids and all that kind of stuff. We're just too it's not that good can't cancel us we don't know. Yeah, that's uh, I mean. but no we, we truly do appreciate it um, we're just two local guys who do this in our spare time and uh, we'd like to have a laugh and share our learnings with you so we hope you've all learned something tonight we hope you've all had a great time you you got to come up and say hi to us afterwards and show us your e <laughs> pictures show us your pegging pictures we're open minded <laughs> alright we've got three minutes left who's got time for a quiz let's yes, do it okay. quiz questions alright who is regarded as South Australia's most famous tenor? Tony Mondra. No, okay. Uh, Thomas Edwards, born in Peterborough. Oh. Uh, where is most of the South Australian opal exported? Overseas. Overseas, you're correct. There are, it says Hong Kong, Japan, Germany, and the United States. So basically anywhere overseas. I was going to say China, China uh, and controversial because uh, Hong Kong's uh, in the <laughs> How high is Mount Lofty? It's pretty lofty. <laughs> How high is Mount Lofty? 7.10? Seven, ten. Seven, ten. Oh, way off. 7.11. So, <laughs> seven, <laughs> about nice try. Well, actually, <laughs> this was printed in 1992. I'm not sure if the sea level set so <laughs> rose, or mean, and insane, so you may be very much correct. Just to prove you
1: wrong, you're just going to go to the top and just knock <laughs> a metre off with that.
0: That's interesting. How many kilometres of beach has Adelaide? Well, it would, it would, it would change, surely. Well, I don't know, 32, it says. No, but it would change, because you've add, you add some of It's got to be more than that. Yeah, yeah we'll write till we in done. Um, how, how many waterfalls are there at Oriolta Falls? Three. 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 24. What? <laughs> <And> 24. Three. <laughs> 24 was a bit out there, but I like the enthusiasm. Okay. Uh, oh, here's an old one. What is the city capacity of Football Park? <laughs> Zero now. That's what they want to shoot you like this. No. <laughs> uh, Forty-six thousand. Ah, fifty round number. Okay, one more. This is getting old. Uh when was Adelaide's East End Fruit Produce Market built? Nineteen forty-eight. No. Nope. Eighteen eighty-eight. No. Nope. 1904, thank you all so much for your time. Enjoy Thanksgiving, enjoy yourself, enjoy each other. Have a laugh. Have a long. a shout a all